All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's great to have everybody back here. I have part two of the series that we talked about last week. So I still have Philip Chan here with me. I'm really excited for this to keep going. And this, I think, is the bread and butter. You guys are all going to really love this stuff. So I brought Philip back, and we are going to talk a little bit about futures. Now, when I learned about futures, I had no idea what it was or what it entailed. I thought it just didn't make any sense, um, but I also knew I was very interested in investing. And so I know a lot of my audience out there is very interested in investing. Most of us are physicians. We have the capital to do so, but what do we do with that capital? And most of us aren't very knowledgeable about investing because let's be honest, we don't get taught about it in med school. So Philip's here again, very gracious with his time. Philip, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, man. Just staying busy as always. How are you? Love it. I'm I am well as well. I woke up today. I was pumped for this episode and I, you know, I wish we could do the rest of them right now. But you know, we just got we got stuff to do, right? We got everything. Yep. All right. All right, Philip. So let's get into it. So talk to us about just give us a little background about what futures is exactly and, and just some history. We all love a little history, right? So sure. give us a little foundation. So yeah, go yeah. ahead. So, so first and foremost, I guess for the audience, let me go ahead and give you a little uh, microbiology flow chart. Uh, for example. So typically speaking, right, this is an asset class. And when you talk about investing, most people are, uh, first thing that comes to mind is stocks, real estate, and, um, you know, mutual funds, etc. right, bonds, uh, treasury notes, and those kind of fall under what we call on the this left side here, traditional investments, right? Now, where we are, we're on the right side, non-traditional investments, alternative investments, specifically under derivatives, where we're in the same neighborhood, right? Futures and commodity financial markets as stock options, cryptocurrency, art, and luxury timepieces. Essentially things that you are really, that's not really top of mind, so to speak. And what makes this game, you know, special in the way that we're doing it now is we can actually do it with computers and trade electronically. See what you have to understand, right? Um, when we talk about futures, it, it's basically you're engaging in a contract, a buy and sell contract between two parties where you and I have agreed on a predetermined price for uh, goods or, or a commodity, commodities such as gold, oil, soybean, cotton, um, I mean, corn, et cetera, right? Now, it used to be you could get these physical goods actually delivered to your door, like barrels of oil, um, hogs even, like pigs, right, animals. Um, so, so that's really like what futures and commodity trading was when it initiated back in the day you know it, it was a form of bartering system so to speak uh like let's say you know you're a buyer and i'm a seller well, what was the motive right like i want to be able to lock in a price that i can i can get essentially rid of my inventory and you're like i'm gonna uh commit to this price now because it may go higher later right for the buyer so that's really like where, where the origins started. And, you know, back in the day, like uh, up until I think mid 2000s, right? Like before the whole electronic system took over. This is where, you know, people actually traded, uh, for example, at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, right? They call it the trading floor, right? It, it, it's, it's the pit, so to speak. And back in the day, you would have to make phone calls to call the brokerage. And, you know, the brokerage would then call the exchange and then you would have a person who's a runner actually, you know, go make the trade. So it was a whole process, like 30 minutes 
plus minus just to get your order in. Nowadays, as you know, you just do it with the click of the button with your choice of the brokerage itself, right? So from a high level overview, that is the purpose of futures trading, right? It's a form of bartering system from way back in the day when we didn't really have currency, when we traded physical goods. And now it's just become a lot more uh, electronic. Um, so, so you can actually take advantage of these markets without being in Chicago, without being on those trading floors, without making a phone call and waiting 30 minutes for that order to kick in. Yeah, that's a really great history lesson. And I actually learned a little bit there too, but that's generally the foundational principles of it. And um, and I just think it's a super interesting concept. Now, can you, I, I think it'd be important for my audience to hear about some of the people, kind of some of the legends in futures trading, right? Like mm -hmm. some of the foundational names that come around when you think of futures trading, because we as physicians, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hear a name and then we're going to go look it up and verify because we're just always so skeptical. So if you don't mind kind of talking about some of that. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, let me preface before I drop these names, right? Uh, I'm super excited to share this information because from traditional advice, you know, we learn, right, that be, by becoming either a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, you would have your life set. And, you know, what happens is if you don't venture out to the world and learn what it is that you don't know, that you don't know, you would not be able to have your eyes open. So what I learned from my business partner who is about a decade older than me and, and showed me the way here, right? Is that if you didn't study medicine, right? And you put that dedication of energy towards studying Forbes, towards studying the successful people of the world, the wealthy, uh, the greats, so to speak, right? Who's made it in life, uh, just outside of a career, but in terms of like, you know, the, the bigger picture of everything, you would realize that the top 42% of the world's richest play the game that we're describing right now for a living, right? And there's a reason for that. So if you did your due diligence, you went after Forbes, after, you know, the top 10 richest people in the world, you have hedge fund managers that do this. You have high level traders for, for trading banks, you know, that do this. And so one of the names, right, that uh, is a gentleman who we actually derive about 70% of our methodologies from is the gentleman by the name of John Arnold, right? John Arnold, a Vanderbilt graduate, right, was able to take 1.5 million to 1.5 billion in two and a half years when he traded the commodity natural gas correctly and effectively. And so because he had this skill set, you know, what he was doing uh, allowed him to be coined one of the youngest billionaires in the U.S. at age 33 back in 2007. Now, how this all unfolded, right, is is as Arnold became a billionaire, uh, you know, he had a come up as well. And during his journey, uh, he actually hosted a lot of trading workshops and seminars in Dallas, Texas, where for like a handful of years, he, he taught privately. And my business partner's mom, she actually traded the markets at the time. She knew about John Arnold and recommended him to go check it out. Right. And, and him, you know, being a former internal medicine physician, you know, they, they thought, hey, this would be a great high income skill set to cultivate and see where it goes. Maybe we just start by eliminating student loans. Right. And of course, it's evolved to a much bigger endeavor than that, where we actually have a, a pretty successful and established business, uh, according to this skill set. So John Arnold, right, is the person that figured out how to manually trade with very with, with the proprietary science, right? 
And on the other hand, you have someone like James Simmons. James Simmons is the founder of Renaissance Technologies. Now, his story is a little bit different, right? Because he didn't get in the game until he was very, very late in life. As a matter of fact, I think, you know, off the top of my head, he's like 85 or 86 years old. Now, and Mr. James Simmons didn't even get in until, you know, his 70s. But if you look him up right now, his net worth is over $20 billion. And the reason for that is because he actually figured out how to properly automate your trades with a software, right? So we have the John Arnold who figured out manual trading, leveraging a skill set that you can basically do for the rest of your life if you do it the right way. And then you have James Simmons who figured out the automation aspects of the manual skill set. So it, you know, I, I was an aspiring surgeon and garnered 200 hours of training in the OR rooms. And so the way I would describe it is like, you have John Arnold, like the world-class surgeon, right? Give him any patient, but it's limited, right? One or two patients at a time, and he'll do wonders and miracles, right? For that, for that person. On the other hand, James Simmons is kind of like the pioneer of robotic surgery, right? And the difference here is with the robotic surgery, a surgeon, they can actually tend to multiple patients at once. So in this case, it's scalable because you can tend to multiple markets at once. As you know, when you trade manually, you have to be very concentrated and focused, right? It's active trading. Uh, however, the style that we do it in, right, is short-term investing. So just to clear some things up, because I am using the terminology trading, right, for the audience, we're not day traders, right? We're not spending five to eight hours in front of the screens, hoping to just click a button and make profits. This is, there's a system to it, right? We're professionals at the end of the day. So what we are doing is, is high frequency investing, high frequency trading, right? With the style of short-term investing, where you take a skill set that you can actively use, right? When learned correctly, and you apply it to these markets in the time frame of half an hour to an hour and a half. And that allows you to go in and out of these markets like they are your own personalized ATM machine, right? And so that's, you know, the, the background of the people that play this game. You have different hedge funds that leverage futures as a wealth creation strategies. You have someone like a John Arnold and you have, you know, James Simmons, who's figured out the automation aspect. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting dichotomy that you kind of posed against, right? So you have the automated and then the knowledge. And and I think both are really important, right? I think obviously needing the knowledge and then obviously wanting to build some sort of software that could trade for you, but we couldn't build any sort of like a, a surgeon could not build a robot a robot without having the first knowledge or anybody, right? So so that's really interesting. Now, I and I agree with you. I mean, I think it it, it is like a personalized ATM, and and I've noticed that too. And I'm very early on in my trading career. Uh, just just FYI for the audience, but you know, there was another day I made the other day I made a trade for a hundred and I made a hundred dollars on a very small scale. And so scalability, I know, is something kind of briefly talked about, but and that was in probably about five minutes that I made that much money. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, and in a way I can understand why that sounds too good to be true, but this, if you learn this, the, the knowledge and the skills, it's, it's very easy. Now, can you tell my audience about like, just what is some of this, these knowledge and skills and like how much, like, do, are they going to need to study for like hours on end to learn oh, all these skills? No, yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, what's um, different, right. About this, you know, us being medically trained, I mean, the knowledge that's required to really get a firm grasp of what's going on is literally like one tenth of a national boards exam one-tenth of the MCAT, so to speak. And um, 
the difference though is you have to know what you're doing and you know because when you put money on the line emotions are involved right so i just want to make sure i back up right to provide some additional clarity because i know that this could be a point of confusion first and foremost how we engage in creating profits is by focusing on the inputs like all successful people do right we're not actually concerned about how much money is being made because that is the byproduct of your skill set so let's talk about the inputs that that matters the game that allows us to make money is based off of points okay because in this specific asset class when we trade we're trading one contract in stocks right under traditional investments you're talking about shares of a stock uh, if you're trading the forex currencies you know they, they call it lots right so in this particular realm, it's called contracts. Now, under one contract of the Dow US 30 index, which is the main markets that we trade, right? It, it can also include things like the Russell 2000, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, right? Under futures and commodities, not, not stocks, just remember that. Um, now, the, the focus here is the Dow US 30. So one point of the Dow US 30 equates to $5, okay? Which means that 10 points equates to $50. And 100 point equates to $500. So the nature of the game is to extract points. And the more points you can extract from the markets, right, in a profitable manner, then, the, then, then that's the amount of money that you will make on the back end, right? And so, you know, in regards to your question, like, like what is these, the skill set that's required and et cetera, well, very similar to medicine, right, where... For example, uh, under differential diagnosis, you're looking for several factors before you uh, identify a, a diagnosis, right? That that is a fit to the situation. There is five to seven factors, and only when these factors are in confluence do you want to enter in a trade. That's how we trade, right? On top of that, we want to trade on momentum, enter in on momentum, uh, where you're essentially mitigating the risk to reward. So that you are basically right when you enter, you positioning yourself for the highest chance of success because you're catching these movements of the markets like California surfers would on the West Coast. You're catching them on momentum. At the end of the day, there's really two directions, right? It's a 50-50 call. You're, you're based on what you see, right? Like a radiologist identifying an anomaly, right? That stands out. You're going to call the market's going to go up or the market's going to go down. Right. The beauty of this game is you can make money when the markets go up, down or sideways. Right. As long as you know what you're doing, as long as you know the factors that you are going to watch for. So in this instance, right, it's all about pattern recognition. That is the foundation of all things. You have certain candlestick patterns. Right. Similar to your enzyme receptors. Right. Uh, of the body. If you have certain receptors, then certain things are going to happen in the biochemical pathway. So here, you know, because of certain candlestick patterns that we teach, right? You're gonna know, oh, the market should go up according to a hammer. Or if it's a shooting star, it's gonna probably go down. If it's a dark cloud cover, it's probably gonna go down, right? Um, and, and by the way, Dr. Bryce, please make sure, you know, if there's anything you want me to elaborate on, like just make sure you uh, uh, let me know, cause I can I can talk about this for days, right? I'm not trying to keep it, keep it simple. <laughs> good. But at the end of the day, right? It's a, it's a point system where you wanna extract points to create profits. It's uh, to be successful is all based on pattern recognition on top of combining it with different techniques, right? So we have at this point identified, you know, uh, I would say a handful of techniques, minimum of five, right? It could go up to eight, 10 or 12.
but you really want to be able to be strategic in how you execute your trades. So on top of the pattern recognition, you want to tie it to certain techniques that we teach. For example, there are specific times of the day that we identify as reversal times, right? And what that means is we know at these certain times, the markets should reverse so that if, if it's been trending up, it's probably going to come back down, right? Or if it's been going down, it's probably going to come back up. So just knowing these small anchors, right, as a resource, they can help aid your decision-making capability, right? Uh, at the end of the day, that's basically what this is. You know, it's very similar to radiology. It's very similar to uh, in the emergency room when you have to make a sharp diagnosis right in a limited amount of time. It's just, okay, looking at what exactly is in front of me. Because again, remember, we are engaging in technical analysis, right? This is a game where normally most people are like, oh, you're investing in the markets, right? Stocks, for example. Um, what's the economic trends of the world? What's the global uh, economy look like? What are the interrelatability of markets? So you have all these moving variables. Like Warren Buffett, right, when he invest long-term into companies, he, he's doing his research, he's doing his due diligence, he's saying, I think company X, Y, and Z, whether it be Coca-Cola, Chick-fil-A, Apple, or Tesla, should go this way because of what I have seen them do as a company. Now, remember, you are investing in that company as a stock shareholder, so you're, you're really not CEO, you're not actively steering the company, right, towards a certain direction. You're saying, I'm betting on that company to go this direction from a outsider point of view. So there's some moving parts that you're just not going to naturally be in direct control of, right? And that's the nature of the game. That's fundamental analysis. Over here in technical analysis, everything you need to be successful is in front of you with the charts themselves, right? So it's very, uh, it's very specified, right? It's not something where you have to consider you know, oh, what's the what's the medical history of this patient? What is what is the relatability of these genetic uh, uh, codes, right? Uh, or the human genome with this patient? Like, there's nothing to reference here. You're literally looking at what's in front of you, just like removing a melanoma, um, uh, you know, cancer for during the OR rooms. You're just like, okay, I just need to know the size and width of what I'm cutting out, and bam, I'm removing that cancer, right? There is no nuance in, uh, you know, medical history, patient history, all, all of that. Uh, and that's what I would make as an analogy to the differences and the stark contrast between fundamental analysis and technical analysis, where if you commit to learning a skill set, you can become successful because all things, you know, in terms of decision making is right in front of you. Yeah. And, and that's, what's great. And I think the, uh, the fact that you made that connection between like diagnosing and treating as like physicians do is very similar here. And that's the thing that really draws me about this. Um, I think physicians, healthcare workers are very highly analytical people. And I, I actually love looking at these charts and trying to predict the trends and looking at these patterns that, you know, you're teaching me because I'm starting to pick up on it. And um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it just really is. And I, I think, almost any physician out there, not only is it fun to learn something challenging and analytical, but it, uh, you know, you're going to be making a, a fairly good, you know, once you get good at this, this is a very good way to invest and create capital for yourself in order to drive other things that you have outside of medicine. And so, cause I think all of us, and, and in my world, I talk about physician burnout and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
And, and I think a big part of it is that a lot of physicians are burned out and looking to make their way out of medicine. And, but they're also either going to stay in medicine and maybe take a foot out, right. And, and do something else like this. So, so can you talk about any of the, just those other opportunities as we kind of wrap up here um, about, you know, what can you do with futures and what futures can do for like physicians and healthcare workers and people in my audience? Yeah, well, it's tremendous, you know? Uh, so let me preface this by saying, uh, how does one become uh, the U.S. Supreme Court justice or a chief of staff in surgery right down the road. It all starts initially with them learning proprietary knowledge, science, and skill set by going to either medical school or law school, right? So in this case, yes, trading itself is the foundation. However, on the back end, right, there are a myriad of ways for all parties involved to actually become profitable when you mix it in with a business. Uh, and and the, looking at it from the perspective of how do you grow and scale the skill set so you can legitimize it into a vehicle that creates wealth and you can actually form an LLC around it, right? So it's tremendous. You know, you can, with the skill set, manage money, you know, for individuals. Uh, that's actually our main business. We run a hedge fund where we leverage futures and commodity financial trading in terms of the subject matter expertise of the skill set to garner robust returns at compressed speeds for our clients, right? And we were able to do that successfully for the past 15 years, which is why, you know, as we were able to do that, a lot of our fellow clients, mainly medical professionals at the beginning, they started asking us, hey, let's be honest. What if something were to happen to you, right? And what if something were to happen to where you're no longer around? And that's where upon client requests, we created a proprietary trading education platform, which you're now a part of, right? To actually divulge this information to the public, to create public awareness and to empower others, right? And letting them know, hey, there, this exists, you know, this is a skill set that you can go after and uh, really, you know, commit to if you want to leverage this style of investing, right? Uh, from the comfort of your own home, if you want to be a digital nomad. I mean, this is a game from a business perspective, a 90% margin game. Like, you know, in terms of brick and mortar businesses, Dr. Bryce, like in landscaping, construction, uh, lawn mowing, you're lucky to get 20% return on your on your gross income. So to make things simple, let's say you grossed a million a year and everyone's like, oh, you're, 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 your business just did a million. Well, that's part of the story. Always ask, okay, that's cool, but what did you profit, right? Because what I'm saying is of that million in these brick and mortar businesses, you're talking about 20% being stellar at 200K, right? But the average is mainly between eight to 15%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, understanding that dynamic, right? And you have the uh, the nuances of running a business with team members, equipment, suppliers, vendors, all these moving parts. But here it's 90% margins because the only thing that's required is your overhead, right? As your overhead is, is your internet connection, your mm -hmm. electricity bill, the computer you're trading in front of, as well as the brokerage of choice, right? Which, as you know, is proprietary, the one that we use because it allows us to have that lower barrier to entry. Yep. So, um, I mean, you know, trading as a skill set can expand to a multitude of things, whether if you want to stay in the technical realm, right? With, with just trading and investing, uh, it can open up a lot of doors. Uh, it will enhance your investing acumen for sure. Like one of the things that I've learned here is to really pay attention to three things, right? When it talks about any, when we talk about any investment strategies and asset classes, which is one, what is the barrier to entry? Number two, what is the runway? And number three, what is the ROI, right? 
And if you take a look at the call, traditional uh, college education system, right, barrier to entry is minimally speaking, right, five or six figures in student loans. Mm-hmm. The runway is on average five years to get an undergraduate degree. And then the outcome, right, the ROI is 40K, 50K, if you're lucky, for mm-hmm. an entry level position. So, you know, just kind of really allowing us to open our eyes like the matrix of, wow, like from an investment and investor perspective, you know, uh, unless you're doing those things to become a true professional, right, where you need the the, the, the science labs of the colleges or you, you want to go there, like if you're a basketball person, you want to go to a basketball school, great, like you want the college experience, then it's not necessarily the best investment fit, right, if you just look at it from a peer ROI strategy. So, of course, like that's what makes this game so great is it's not just a skill set, but it's a skill set that you can grow and scale. And as you grow and scale the skill set, you can make more money with it. You can build a business out of it. You can literally, you know, choose your path where you venture more into the investing side that's technical, or you can choose to do uh, a lot of business, right, on the business side of things. So the options are, are pretty much, you know, very versatile. And that's why I enjoy being the president and CEO of a private investment firm, right? With that leverages this wealth creation strategy as the bread and butter. Because, you know, at first when I when I learned about this and I came in the program, I was like, yeah, trading is cool. But then when I found out there was a business side, I got even more ecstatic, right? Whereas I feel like uh, you're, you're super excited about the, the sheer trading yeah. app right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely a very versatile opportunity and that's a high level overview of, of what can be achieved yeah and and i appreciate you saying that because there are so many opportunities it's not just trading right i mean the possibilities are literally endless you know whatever right. whatever floats your boat that's what you and i were just talking about before this call so all right so just to just to close philip so what you know me and my audience i i, I we're just we're just we're skeptical people right we're physicians healthcare workers we're just we're, we're kind of we, we don't really go outside our box very often to do something like this so can you you know share with your audience and we kind of talked about this a little bit last time mm-hmm. how can they come see this i want i want i want them to have that same opportunity that i have absolutely like so uh, you know as part of our client services we actually host a lot of a trading workshops and, and sessions during the week where in the evenings is post-market analysis where we break down the futures and commodity financial markets for one hour explaining how things happen and why they happen while in the mornings and this is really what separates us we actually go live in front of you for half an hour we prove what we teach in the evenings by making money in front of you by showing you the trades and doing it in front of you so a lot of our clients when they have their trading platform set up accordingly they can trade alongside us and they can take profits a- you know, with the financial capability that they have in terms of wherewithal, right? Um, and so, you know, what I would say is, you know, if you are a listener of the Dr. Bryce podcast, you can be a guest of ours to these weekly sessions at zero obligation when you book a call with us by referencing the link in the show notes, my, my uh, Lightspeed Investing Calendar link. And by hopping on a call, not only will we be able to identify the best two weeks that works for you, as you guys are all busy medical professionals. But on top of that, you know, we love to really get to know you. Uh, our passion is to spread this word uh, to the public in, in the right manner, right? So uh, learning what, you know, your previous investment history looks like, if you have any, right? Uh, 
potentially what's worked and what hasn't worked. And if you're new to something like this, you know, what is, what is the appeal uh, from listening, you know, to this podcast that, you know, made you go, Hmm, I would like to learn more. Right. Just so that way we know exactly how to fill the gaps, right. Similar to running a medical diagnosis, running that business diagnosis before we even consider prescribing any business prescriptions, right. It's all about getting to know you, uh, exposing you to this knowledge and giving you as much as we can up front, because this is important to us. You know, we've been in business for 15 years. We're not just about one-off client transaction. We're all, we're definitely at this point in our career about the bigger play, because that is what matters, right? The legacy, so to speak. So yeah, I mean, Dr. Bryce, if you're, any of your audience would like to uh, witness, you know, live how we do what we do, either by joining us in the evenings when we teach or in the mornings when we prove what we teach, Feel free to reference that Calendly link, book a call, and let's talk more. Love that. Yep. And I'm I'm here to tell you, you it, it's worth it to come. There's no pressure. Just come, check it out, see what it's like, and it it'll 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 open your eyes a little bit. So, all right, everybody. Well, Philip, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, this was a lot of fun. I I just love talking about this stuff. And we've got a few more episodes to come, so please stay tuned. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Bryce. And you have a good evening as well. You too, brother. See ya. Yep.